Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Full Nelson Podcast. Myself, copyright. <laughs> My co-host, D1. Yo. We, we, we're here. We're here and we're uh, recording shit. And we don't have really a topic, so fuck it. You're just gonna have to deal with it. We uh, we thank you for listening and watching and all that shit. Damn, y'all are watching now. This is sweet. And uh, we might try to. Uh, I don't know, man. I want to do prank calls, but I don't think they're mature and shit. But also, I like to do them. Just they're just fun, man. I don't know why I'm immature like that. Anyway, this is the uh, what's it? Episode five. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And we've got it. We got it more together. We're here to drop uh, all sorts of babies off the roof and stuff like that, and just record, incriminate ourselves. Nah, we're, uh, you know, I asked. We really don't, you know, we know what the fuck we're doing, man. I admit it, but we're gonna pretend like we know. Um, yeah, welcome to the Full Nelson Podcast. Uh, how are you, D One? Doing good. Good, man. Um, Doing well. I feel like whenever you, whenever I ask somebody as like a grammar, as a grammar uh, stickler, I don't like grammar Nazi. Whenever I say like, "How are you doing?" and they say "Good," and I say "Well," I feel like I've, I, I feel like I know I'm trying to up one up them and shit, and I'm trying to let them know <laughs> that "Well" is the right thing. So sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll just be, I'll say "Good." <laughs> if I like, if I'm, if I'm like you trying to comp, like if I'm, you know, trying to be cool with the person, I'll say "Good" like them. But if I'm, at, if I'm like on some bullshit, I'll be like "Well." <laughs> Wait, so it's not proper to even just say I'm doing good? It's not proper grammar, no. Good is like, nah, you, good is like the description of what something is, not uh, uh, an emotion. It took me a long time to, okay. to, until I heard so many people say this. So well is what you're supposed to say. Like, okay. And, but if a doctor, if I ask like a professional and they don't say well, then I, I, I judge them on, <laughs> on their, <laughs> like your grammar, I'm like, you're getting out grammared by a, a dropout. <laughs> but um, it's all right because I still fuck up my my wares, my where we are we are, you know, con- conjuncted yeah, yeah. and in the way I fuck those up, so it's all right. I'm I'm I'm, I'm definitely a f- with now. I'm not without flaw. <laughs> yeah. As long as you know there and there. Yeah, but I just learned those like four years ago and shit. <laughs> I I learned I I have. <laughs> I may have some learning disabilities. I may be. Uh, I may be. I may be on the spectrum. Um, <laughs> it took me a while to learn. I didn't know the order of my months until the year ni- 1998, and I only learned them because I had a job. <laughs> Jakai <laughs> taught me them. He was like, "Yo, I was, this is sad, man." He's. I was. I, I was. I was applying for this job at JCPenney Outlet. Shout out Jakai. Shout out. Uh, 
uh, Grim too, the homie Mario. We met him at that job and shit. This is right when our first uh, when our first single started coming out on Fondalum. But um, uh, um, I like this. I'm just right right into the bullshit. I told you, man. Liquor, man. Liquor gets you there quicker. Um, and uh, and I was working at this job and shit, and I was like, I was filling the shit out, and and I don't know how it came up, but I was like, yo, I told him I didn't know my months. There's a lot of basic shit that I don't know. Um, and he was, I don't know, this is a stupid story. Yeah, I don't, I don't know my months. I knew him recently. All right, yeah. Spot, <laughs> <laughs> uh, spotlight on the dummy is what this segment is called. But um, yeah, how are you doing? Do you know your months? Do you know what month this is? It's April. Um, no, it's not. It's May. Oh, shit. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. <laughs> man. Yeah, man. We got the... Shout out D1. You got the video together. You know, uh, this is not my doing. This is in, this is incredible. Uh, I thank you. I'm sure the, uh, the viewers and shit will thank you. This is fire as fuck. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I'm really... Uh, you're like a Gemini who's motivated and gets stuff done. You know that's kind of yeah. rare for Geminis, right? Yeah, but it's but I have like a on and off switch. Like part of Gemini, me will get over motivated and I'll go too hard on something and then I burn myself out and uh -huh. then I like throw the whole thing away. I do that too. I do that. Yeah. I do that. I do that. Or or I won't even get to the part where I'm overly burnt out. I'll think about it in my mind. It'll get burnt out of thinking about it. And yeah, I'll it becomes this. overwhelming because you yeah, want to do it too I'll big. Build it up. Yeah, and I'll yeah. just be like, uh, it'll be like I'll be sitting in my bed, like I could really be writing or reading right now or doing something, and I'll just be like, nah, just just do this. Yeah, there's something weird. That's why I didn't do shows a lot because I would be like. I don't want to just like play a CD with my instrumentals and stuff. I want to have like live live band and I want to have like lighting and stuff and like do all these effects and shit. And then it's just like putting that all together is such a such a hard job. It's a lot of work, especially yeah. It's a lot of work. And then I I know what you mean because you don't a lot of times like going on stage you don't get to create it, make it your own world, and like set it up the way you want it to be. Like what you're talking about is creating your own world. You know what I mean? That's. Mm -hmm. it, like a lot of times it's a compromise and it sucks where we're at where you're just getting on stage and you got this slice of time and you're just on this bare stage everyone has and there is just no no backdrop nothing at all you're just doing your thing then you got to go yeah you can't create an environment you can't all the way put your vision out there i know what yeah. you mean and then what's the point of doing all that work if you're not like actively on a tour like around like different states and shit like right. we're gonna do this just for columbus right. for depending a couple on, shows right depending on the show depending on the show yeah but for sure yeah. Um, Columbus, man, I got burnt out playing the same venues, man. Same venues, same people. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, it's good practice, especially like considering you'll have like a weekday show and like you have a low turnout and you get better performing like that. I think it's good practice. Yeah, but. It, it's depressing. That's why I used to like to do karaoke because it was practice for me. I felt like, because I used to do it sober and shit when I had the ankle monitor oh, on shit, me. Yeah. Dude, I used to hit out like three karaoke spots a night. But <laughs> but, but it gets you, you're, like if you can do karaoke, it gets you, it's like boot camp, basically. It's, it's like, yo, I'm doing this dumb song on this dumb sound system mm -hmm. and I can't really sing like, that, you know, and I'm just here. Mm-hmm doing karaoke like it's so stigma it gets you there man like i like like i was on some shit man also when you're sober you got to deal with reality and shit so you just yeah. gotta like i was like trying to master shit 
was like, I'm going to master this, master people, and master de- dealing with this in performance. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, you want to shout out the Patreon? Oh, yeah, 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 yo. So, look. Yeah, man. The, the nice folks that were registered, um, subscribed to the Patreon account, I want to shout them out because they, they help make stuff like this possible. Let me see. Where's this thing at? Um, all right, so. I want to give a shout out to Anthony GM. What up? I appreciate you. Timothy Johnson. What's up? I appreciate you. KBZ. I appreciate you. Sandra Meyer, a good friend. You know you didn't have to do this, but I appreciate you. Louis Villalobos. I appreciate you. And Dan DeMont. I appreciate you. Like Tupac said on Dear Mama, you are appreciated. And um, for real, thank you. I appreciate the fuck out of that. That hypes me up to keep doing this. So yeah, yeah. shout out. Um, so so for everybody uh, to know, there you can support the podcast by going to Patreon.com/slash The Fool Nelson Podcast. And basically, there's different tiers with different incentives to just support the podcast with some perks and stuff. And definitely one that I want to highlight is the uh, the level where. Copyright will do a, a a freestyle and shout you out, flip your name in a in a rhyme. If we if we get enough people doing that, yeah. And honestly, I yeah 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 yeah. All right, I'm scrolling on Instagram. That sounds amazing. If I do that, so do that, so you guys could uh put my freestyle skills to the test. Let's spice things up. Plus, let's pop this shit the fuck off. I appreciate y'all. Um. Yo, I, I really don't know. I think what we're going to do is go back to some of the um, unanswered questions that y'all asked last time that I really kind of didn't get to or didn't get to go to in depth about. Um, I asked tonight for, I posted and, and asked cats to like uh, list some things that they want answers to and all that shit. So, man, usually, honestly, a safe a safe topic is weatherman shit and old school, like kind of like our introduction to how we were, you know, just like old stories and shit, man. D1, I'm going to ask you to keep me on track because otherwise it's going to uh, it's just going to be all over the place. Yeah. But, um, shit, man. I mean, all right. Um, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know what, you know, what the fuck to talk about. I, I want to do prank calls. <laughs> I want to bother. I want to bother people. That's me and my, and that's, that, that sounds fun. But, um, I don't know, man. Like, all right. So here's the deal, right? We, um, we have we had a manager named Nelson Morales. Shout out to Nelson, and uh, he basically uh, he was managing us. He had the idea to take a take a demo to Bobito because we were fans of Bobito. Um, we liked all the music he played, and uh, we thought he might like it. So basically, Nelson took it upon himself to call Bobito, ask him because this was kind of pre-internet, like like not pre-internet, but. It wasn't that common like that. Everybody didn't have computers or smartphones and shit. So um, he called him up. Bobito said drop off a a CD at uh, one of his stores. He had two stores. He had one in uh, Philly and one in New York. It was called Footworks. So basically, we took a van out there, did just that. We dropped one off in Philly, one off in New York. Um, We didn't hear shit for like a month. We, We thought he didn't like it. Uh, we just assumed, you know, we were assuming the worst. Like we were just like, ah, he 
didn't fuck with it or he didn't listen to it. And then like a month later, he called back. He called Nelson and said that he played it on the show, on the radio show on uh, 89.9. So, I mean, we were excited. He said he wanted to put the single out. So that's that. With that, he wanted a B-side. Um, what the fuck was the B? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cam- the, the song called Camus. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, solo song. It's Camus' solo song. Rest in peace, Camus. Miss, I miss you, man. Um, he's he hears this. He's everywhere. His energy's everywhere. Energy doesn't die. So basically, Bobito wanted a B side. It took us a while, but we came. Actually, we got this B side together quicker than any of the other B sides. And Bobito's very Bobito's picky, man. He didn't like anything. All the B sides that we sent him, it was it took a lot. It took a lot of. Uh, we had to send him a lot of shit for him to okay things like. It took a lot. Exactly. Like it took like seven songs. We would keep sending him song and song and song, and he just wasn't. He didn't like it. I'm like, damn. So, um, did the Camus single, um, whatever. We did the second one. The thing about the first, the, the second megahertz single with Rocket Science on it. After the first single came out with Bobito, um, he had asked us if we wanted to go overseas on a, on an overseas tour. This is like 99, 1999. I was working at National Revenue Corporation at the at a collection agency on the east side of Columbus. And uh, we said, yeah, of course. So we had to get our passports. We were excited. And uh, we went out there with our first time, first little like rap thing overseas. It was uh, it was Last Emperor. Shout out Last Emp. Um, uh, uh, dilated Peoples Minus Evidence. Shout out Rocka. Shout out Evidence. Shout out uh, shout out uh, DJ Babs Babu. Uh, a group called Natural Elements, which I don't know if y'all remember, but uh, like a lot of they were a Brooklyn Brooklyn act that used to be on Tommy Boy. They were real dope. I think A Butter was in the crew. A Butter, A Butter, Salt and Pepper, um, A Butter, A Butter, and uh, who else? Man, it was. Uh, Oh, J Treads. Uh, it was. Uh, was some more rappers. My brain, my brain ain't gonna work. But like, we went out there. We had a blast, man. That was that was based off just like the independent single. So, man, I don't know where to go with this shit. Basically, all right. So here, I'm gonna do it my way. Basically, we did that. Uh, it was time for the second single. Me and Jakai. Uh, hadn't been talking for a while we had some personal small shit like that you know people that are close have so this was a time the reason why jakai wasn't on the first megahertz song was well jakai wasn't in megahertz megahertz was a branch off of opium prodigy which was the original crew that we were in me jakai illogic pest oh fuck i shouldn't say that dude's name uh (laughs) whatever man whatever whatever uh and uh, a lot of people, man. Um, me, Camus, like I said, Illogic, Jakai, Terrell, we were in Opium Prodigy. Uh, me and Camus broke off and went to, we formed our own shit, Megahertz. Megahertz was a name that I made up for a, a, a side group, like our homies group. I thought it sounded dope. But they didn't like the name and shit. So I just kind of kept it in the stash. And when it was time, when, when we went solo from Opium, uh, I, we, we decided to use it. I was like, what about this name and shit? So we used it. And then, so here, here's, I say that to say this. When Rocket Science dropped, Jakai's on that because that was after me and Jakai had patched shit up. And also, that's after I had heard me and Jakai, when we weren't cool for like, we weren't cool for like a year and shit. It's before y'all even knew any of us. 
But we weren't cool for like a year. And when we got cool again, this motherfucker had some incredible verses, man. He had stepped up. He wasn't the same rapper that he was a year prior. He had really... The motherfucker was on some shit, man. Like, he he was like a... like. I mean, Ja'Kai is the rapper that taught me how to write a metaphor for real. I, and not He didn't sit me down, but I was paying attention to what he was doing because I didn't have any metaphors. Like, I just we had just started rapping. Ja'Kai for real taught, like, by studying what Ja'Kai was doing, I learned a lot of shit, fast-tracked it because of discoveries Ja'Kai would make. Like, I, I remember he was, he told me he discovered how to rap fast and shit and was just like, you, you put certain words back to back, you know, Breaking the bitch with the booty. To, like, he was just like, you put certain words back to back and then they, you know, they work. So for that, you know, I picked that up from him and then watching him do it, hearing him do it. And also metaphors, like he would basically, I noticed that like a punchline was basically taking like a common saying and 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 and, and just uh, taking it apart, taking words that are, you know, uh, uh, synonyms and shit and, and, and things like that that work both ways and shit. So I, I started writing down phrases at first, like, 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 uh, you know, like what if, whatever, roll with the flavor. You're just rolling. Uh, 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 you can't see me just like, these aren't things I wrote down, but I'm just saying like, this is back in 91. So these are going to be dated for the point of reference, but also you would just write things down and then try to make a, make a line out of it. Right. So, um, hold on, what was the point? Kind of, I, that's what I was doing a lot in the beginning was just looking up cliches and different like sayings mm -hmm. and then figure out how to get that at the end of the bar that's and, and lead into it. That's exactly, that's exactly, yep. And then when I, that's exactly what I was doing too. And then when I, when I found out how to do it and that's what he was doing too. Cause I saw his notebook, he would have, that's what he said he was doing. See, I didn't think that a rapper, oh yeah, that's right. Okay. So I didn't, I thought a rapper. I thought when you had metaphors, you were like a real rapper, like you were a professional rapper. I'm like, yo, this is like when you're coming up with your own shit. You're not just saying shit. So to me, I thought that that was like, you know, I thought that was like a cut above the rest and shit. So, so, um, damn. Okay. So, oh yeah, that's what it was. So when I met up back up with Ja'Kai, after we had not talked for a while, he had all these verses and he was on some very advanced shit. Like he had really... He, he shit was crazy, man. He just sounded like he should have been signed. Like he sounded like uh, like a rapper who should be out there, right? So then I got my style adjusted and I was still doing my complex shit because see, me and Camus wanted to be like both, we wanted to be Feromanch. We both wanted to be Feromanch from Organized. So we're doing this complex shit which takes a long time to write if you're gonna if you're gonna do it in an interesting way. It took me a long time to write. I would spend like a month writing a verse because I'd really craft it all the way I wanted it to be. Then I spent like another month battling people with the verse, so I'd know it by the time we had to record it. But like um, when I heard Jakai's shit and we we linked up again, that's why my style is different on Rocket Science from from uh, World Premiere. My style on World Premiere is more technical because. We, I had got cool with Jakai again, and and also I was hearing shit, and I was like, "Yo, this is a way, this is more effective." He trimmed the fat. I just the res, the response, how I responded to it, and how I saw people respond to it. I was like, "Oh shit!" He just trimmed the fat and got got right to the he got to the to the to the heart of it real quick, mm -hmm. and it's it it just it 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 and it's just like more. It was just more stripped down, and 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 after I did that, I I. I I just like, I don't know, man. I just simplified my style a little bit more. 
like I, so then rocket science there's that once again the story it's gonna be a long ass babbles babble session um we had the rocket science single and uh and bobito didn't like any of the b-sides we kept giving him we gave him a lot of shit and then finally uh rest in peace uh camus once again we gave him a, a a solo Camus song called Magnetics, which is one of my favorite songs, period, that uh, SG on the tracks produced. So, um, yeah. And then after that, fucking, uh, let's see, man. Cage called My Crib, got my number from Bobito, said Mighty My wanted to work with me. I caught a Greyhound bus. I was so broke. I, I, had, to, I had no money for shit. I caught a Greyhound bus living with my mom uh, to New York. My sent the money for the Greyhound bus. I was broke, and uh, I caught a bus out there. We did Tower of Babel. We, we went through a bunch of beats. Basically, Cage was like, yo, Mighty Mai wants to work with you, all right? So I, I, I hit up uh, Mai, and I was like, yo, I told him um, basically that I had a group, and uh, well, nah, that didn't come till later. So I, I'm like, yo, yo, da, 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 da. Um, He's saying, you want to come out here and record? Like I said, this is before Pro Tools and shit. This is like when shit was like, you really were physically there to record for the most part. So I went out to New York, caught a fucking like 14-hour Greyhound. Um, picked that, went through a bunch of beats. Mighty Mile tell you, it took a bunch of beats to go through to find Tower of Babel. And then um, recorded my verse for that. Did another song that ended up like not becoming anything. It like ended up getting scrapped, but it was like a lot of the same verses and lines from Holy uh, Dow. And then got the little shit on Rockets. Um, we gotta switch this up, D, because I'm starting to get bored of myself. You won't have a chance to siphon Zion fans, cause I don't want to rock the mic. Nowadays I'm avalanche. I'm at the point when I'm smokers get high before they challenge mine. When they fuck up, don't have an alibi. Well, oh yeah, alright, so cool Shout out to Michael Cobbs Michael Cobbs is always I was seeing him supporting Yeah, bro, that's, yup, for years So shout out I, I, You know People pay, people notice that shit Like when it's certain people that have been uh, Consistent and just like supporting what you do And yo, I appreciate that Shout out Michael Cobbs So he said, uh, how do I know when to rap on a Kamoo beat To be honest I don't, I don't, it's, it's weird. I have a bunch of them at my house, but I don't like to, uh, <clears throat> I like to only use them when I really feel like I need to. And also I don't all the way like to be the only one to rap on them because Metro, Metro, uh, you know what I mean? That, that's Camus, that's Camus brother. That's Camus ace. And, uh, I just feel like it's a waste. You know what I mean? It would be like, uh, if we were all thirsty and I, I brought out a canteen in the desert and I just drank from it. I, I feel like that's all. The, uh, that's kind of fucked up, you know. Um, I used one. I used one on uh, the new High Exalted too, and uh, it's kind of a personal song, a little bit. But um, I kind of wanted want to get the rest with like cats that can like me and Metro on them. You know what I mean? So it's just I don't know. It's just. Uh, random i guess you know what i mean when you feel like it's the right song or the right situation he asked why he said favorite song on the high exalted two and why i don't know honestly i like them say all. hi iron yeah is that what you is that is that how you feel i think so although i don't know i love the way the the whole album opens up the, like the first two bars are just fire fuck 
I like the, you know, it's fucked up. It's hard for me to answer because I'm sick of it all. Because I at, at some point, like I like it all, obviously, but I'm I'm sick of it all. But but the ones that stand out are maybe the newer ones. Like, um, I don't know, man. If I had to pick one favorite, um, it's probably, I think you're right, man. What's the first, the first one is the one, the, the swab one, right? The the um yeah. with my the one I moved the, the crowd using telekinesis. Oh, that's the one, the oh no joint. Yeah, yeah. Man, damn, I forget about I forgot about that one, man. That's cr- yeah, I mean I like I like that one a lot and I like the second one a lot. The lie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The beat is it's a lot going on, man. Um I don't know, I like the whole shit, man. I I just my thing is I want to see what y'all what you guys think. For me, it doesn't what I what I like is cool and all that, but I like to I like to see what you guys think because I could say you know it doesn't really matter what what I say I like the whole thing, but again, there yo I like I like last words a lot. Yeah, I like last words because when I did the vocals, I was so crisp, like my shit was my vo- my voice was all crisp and shit, and I was really impressed for real by the vocal take. I was I was for real impressed by it. I know the time we did that that was right before I went to CBCF mm-hmm. when my when I, I would, couldn't smoke weed then and shit. But um, man, I like that shit a lot. Even though it's short and for what it is, it it's different, man. It's like when you have an album, you know, you have different uh different songs that are like kids that you like for different reasons. Like you know, the song with Vordo I like a lot. For it's everything's got like certain different moments and different reasons and shit. But um, what's the release date on it? July. July. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I can't wait. On Man Bites Dog. So High Exalted 2 is dropping. Um, damn. I think I'd have to say The Law is my favorite on, on there. Either that or White Sean Price. Yeah. That's my shit too. But um, I'm just glad we got an album because remember when I was when I first started recording it, I really didn't have a direction or know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Remember when I did the trap song, the one beat with the trap beat that I that I did that I like, I still like that sample, but I don't like how I hooked it up yeah. for me. Yeah. And the song just didn't stick. That's one of the few times I did a song and it just didn't stick at all. Cause I wasn't doing it for me. You know, I didn't know what I, I honestly didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing, to be quite frank. I was fucking with this young bitch who listened to all trap and I was like, don't nobody <laughs> want to hear nobody rap to like other beats. So I for real, I for real felt like for a minute that I had to adjust my own my whole shit. But then I was then it didn't feel right. And I didn't really, you know what I mean? I figured it out. I started I figuring it out. I started figuring it out, and a lot of it was uh, credit to, like, Sean Price and shit. Like, like, I was like, man, let me not lose sight of what I'm here to do. I'm basically mm-hmm. here to, this is the type of shit that I'm here to make. I like a lot of shit, and I like to dabble in other styles, but this is what I need to make right now because because this, th- there's a shortage of this right now yeah. in hip-hop, and this is what I do well, and this is what I love to do. And I have a lot of fun doing it. You know what I mean? It's it's the funnest, the bullshit, like, the, I call it bullshit, but, like, doing, like, songs like Martin Shkreli Killer and shit like that, where I'm just talking shit over, uh, like, like a dope beat that I like. That, that shit is fun to me, even though you can't do it, like, you can't always do the, the, you know, the bullshit. You have to, whatever. But that's my favorite type of shit to do. That shit just comes so naturally. So I found out I just really wanted to make like Doom and Sean Price music. And Yeah, so uh, around that time I remember that was when you were on your uh Travis Scott kick. Yeah. Too. So like 
I think it was because of that girl, right? She was like a big Travis Scott fan, so you're listening to like Astro World. Shout out Travis Scott. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's exactly it. You got me. Right in. <laughs> but uh, I mean, no slight to Travis Scott because Travis Scott's incredible. But I did. I for real didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know. I didn't know. My desire wasn't was 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 in limbo i was trying to figure out what other people wanted to hear then i had to realize i just need to do what the fuck i want to do and what i what i like to hear mm-hmm. what i think needs to be out there and what i wish was out there so i had to figure my shit out and it, it came off to it was a rough start this album we start remember it took me a bunch the oh no song it took me like three different takes yeah. i did a demo at home i did two demos at home they were both different one was real laid back the other one was me trying to capture the first one and then I tried to do it laid back here and it didn't work. So then I said, fuck it. Then I just had to do what I had to do. And I did a bunch of punch-ins because I, I didn't know where I was going or how I wanted to sound or any of that, bro, to be honest. I was completely winging it. And that's why a bunch of, in the beginning, I was using crutches, meaning like I was using, there were like lines that had been reused in other shit, remember? And you mm-hmm. were like, you said this line. Cause I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was going through old notebooks and just picking out the, like picking out like hot lines. Yeah. And like, you know, I definitely forget there's so much shit, man. But so then some shit. of them would be like off of another demo you did. Yeah. So like we wouldn't know if it was something you already put out. Right. And it, it and it was right. Like it was we were trying to clean up the shit and we couldn't figure out if it sounded familiar and we didn't know if it sounded familiar because it was from an old release of mine or if it was from this other song on this demo, this other version of of uh what's the shit called? I got a devil on my right shoulder. Yeah. Another yeah. devil, a cold turkey. Yeah. yeah. I like this album a lot. It's only eight songs. And and with that said, like the eight songs are more concentrated like we focused on a lot of details on these eight songs instead of doing a whole bunch of other ones mm-hmm. really what it was was i wanted to do high exalted 2 and i wanted to remake an album because a lot of people when they remake when they revisit shit and, and and re uh you know try to make a sequel of 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 the the one that people liked and shit or the the one that hit people in a certain way they fuck it up so i i really 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 i was like all right i know i know what to do i just got to i just don't i just got to get there i knew i just needed an updated version of like raw beats and just raw rhymes and shit mm-hmm. and also i had also done so many other different styles of shit along the way that i wanted to strip it down and get back to the basics of that you know I just feel like I feel like that's what I needed to do. I feel like that's what that's what needed to be done by me. I didn't want to try to sing. I didn't want to try to show I could write a song. I didn't really want to try to be. I didn't want to try to do anything. I just wanted like to make over conceptual stuff. Shit. Yeah, I just want to make gutter shit. Yeah, I didn't want to because yeah. I, sometimes I'll try to do a heartfelt song or I'll try to make a concept or I'll try to you know da da da. But I just was yeah. I just wanted to do some gutter, just some gutter rap shit. I just was listening to so much Sean P and wanted sh- I wanted more shit like that to listen to. So I was like, I just want to, I'm going to have to make my own. <laughs> Yo, let's see. Let me see if we have any more questions. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was I was looking for that. Why am I doing a part two of the High Exalted, not my other albums? Because fuck them other albums. Them other albums. <laughs> <laughs> those other albums, uh, they are not my baby. They're not the first one. They're not the ones that, that had the impact of High Exalted. And High Exalted was like... Uh, High Exalted also is 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 an album, but it's an attitude with the album. No other albums have that same attitude because um, it's too much like uh, 
look, man, I wanted to make a non-balanced album, like just some 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 rugged bullshit, just some shit talk rap. And like I said, basically a lot of rappers, like I've seen people try to make part twos or something and I kind of took it as a challenge. Like I wanted to do it and not fuck it up. Now I'm not saying it's better than, you're not, you may not like it better than High Exalted One. In fact, you probably won't. Because High Exalted One hit when you were a certain time, you know, nostalgic reasons. I can't recapture that. I, you, I can't do that. But it's definitely not a letdown. I will say that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't have even went on like, you know, I wouldn't have put it out if it was a letdown. I wouldn't have gotten past track one if it was a letdown. I definitely was picky as fuck and scrutinized. Like, <clears throat> man, I feel like I was picky as fuck with this shit. I always am, but there's a lot, there's a lot. I know there's a lot coming with me saying High Exalted 2. The only reason I'm doing it is because I didn't fuck it up. If it would have came out fucked up, I wouldn't have put it out. So kind of just to let people know that it's that shit. It's like that, that rugged shit that you, that that I came in the game with. So all that clever metaphor shit over hard beats, that's basically what I'm on. And truthfully, I try to step, I notice a lot of my fans, like they'll have, certain fans will have complaints about the about my production, right? Not beats that I do, but like beats that I've used. And I think what it is, is I know what it is. I'm picky. I'm, 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 I'm selfish when I pick beats. Sometimes I'm just like being like, all right, I just need this. Like a song like Synesthesia that's on God Save the King, I don't really expect too many other people to listen to it and get too much out of it or enjoy it. But that song's for me. So I kind of stopped. On this one, I was like, all right, I want to I wanna pick some shit that's undeniable beats. I wanted like, I wanted shit that's just flat out, no matter what you think of me or this song, you can't you can't say this beat's crash. You can't not fuck with mm -hmm. this beat. I just wanted some shit like that. Because once again, in the vein of Sean Price, that was an artist to me where his formula was just like fire-ass beats and these ignorant-ass raps, these dope-ass ignorant-ass raps. And I use ignorant as a, a term of endearment. That, like I said, to me, that's my favorite shit. That's my, that's my favorite shit for whatever mm -hmm. reason. It's just the funnest, man. It's just the it's just the funnest for a certain time. You know what I mean? Like, there's a time where to be serious and all that. But for me right now, there's enough of serious. There's enough of everything else in hip hop except for that, and and not everybody can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I it's just uh, like I don't know. It's just not enough of that out there. It's too much people appeasing people, and it's too much music made for a purpose, like the purpose of trying to get like posted or heard or or approved of it's not like like the old the old the the thing that made me fall in love with hip-hop in the beginning was how close it was to punk rock like how it was like it was dangerous back then because people like like it wasn't it wasn't uh there was not a filter on it you know people basically said what they said based on their true opinions it wasn't um oh i'm not going to say this about so-and-so because i'm not going to get my shit played on this or i'm not going to be able to collab with this or not to say you should go on a rampage just bashing people, but to be honest, if you feel a certain way, like it's just too music is is boring. It's super boring. Mm -hmm. It's super boring. Nobody. I feel like I feel like it would take somebody who has nothing to lose to just uh, to not give a fuck and just say what they want to say. But then at the same time, there's a fine line between that because 
it's not about offending other people. It's about voicing your own opinion. So you yeah, gotta not walk, just, you gotta not walk just that talking fine line. shit just to talk shit. Right, and that's it's like what, there's a reason behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's where the young that's where young me, young copyright ruffled a bunch of feathers because I used to be I used as a young as a younger person I didn't know like um, I was all about just being. Tr- I wanted I thought being truthful was the was just the ultimate the best thing you could do regardless of who it affected because you were being honest and not being fake. But at the end of the day. Um, you can't be like that. I know you know you can't be like that. I learned trust me. That's why I've had career setbacks. I learned the hard way. You can't be like you can't function like that in the real world. That's not really how things work out. Yeah. So yeah. All right, so we're going to yeah, we're going to check out um Donald Trump um his blog. I guess he has a personal blog that I I really just want to laugh at, you know. Definitely definitely fuck Trump, definitely not. The best thing about it is not a Trump is all the right wingers thought that he was going to start a new social media company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was going to be like uh, what's that shit that they had called? Uh, Parlor. Parlor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, he's so small time dog. He he's in debt. Man, he has no bread left, and he has nobody. That the bank. The best was towards the end of his presidency when when the bank when all his investors pulled out and shit. And they were like, yo, we're not, you know what I mean? New York kicked him out. He's still living in that uh, Florida house, but he's not allowed to live there. He's only allowed to do like be there for vacation. So I don't know what his situation is and shit. <laughs> What's crazy to me is he's on his blog. So basically it's like DonaldJTrump.com. Yeah. And it's from the desk of Donald J. Trump. Yeah, I think still, he had to drop the, the president. He- <laughs> Thing, cause he was using the logo. Yeah. It's like if you were on Def Jam and you got dropped, and you still got the Def Jam logo everywhere yeah, exactly. you go and shit. Yep. So he's still like he's still saying the election fraud shit. Man, I want to see this shit. Hold on, I'm about to check this out. Hold on. What he said? Happy Mother's Day to all. It will all come back bigger and better and stronger than ever before. Do not worry. It's a dog whistle like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> He's also now he doesn't have the character limit from Twitter. Is that what he said? No, no. He just like he's going on like longer rants now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so May third, he said the fraudulent presidential election of twenty twenty will be from this day forth known as the big lie. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> he's still talking about that in May. Yeah, the mayor he's trying to take that as far as he can. The major Michigan election fraud case has just filed a bombshell pleading claiming votes were intentionally switched from shut the fuck up this is okay 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 i got you it's got the thing real light all right may 10th wait what he's still yeah yeah what yep oh yeah word wait a minute why has he got the facebook and the twitter logo next to his shit though just so it looks official <laughs> <laughs> oh so you can retweet it Christ yeah, yeah. All so this mighty. is the thing they did was they made it so you can repost what he posts on here uh, and so it's like a workaround so he doesn't yeah. have to be on facebook or twitter <laughs> yeah but i think they're trying to figure out a way to still censor it when he gets reposted but I remember all the right-wingers, they were pissed off because they thought it was going to be a social media site, and then it turned into this, uh-huh. just basically a blog, uh-huh. and there's not even an option to comment on it, so they can't they jump can't, in and they say, They can't weigh in. We'll best see. president ever. And that's the thing. That's that's what makes this whole stupid sh- the whole su- circus work, right? He needs an audience to pump him up and to keep him going with his and then the audience needs him you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. because look this ain't do it right now it's just it's just me reading it no one's ever heard it right no one Mm -hmm. knows what the shit is it ain't it ain't got no life to it 
it needs to have that back and forth shit. And without that, it's just it's just him on the shitter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. After being loudly booed at the Utah Republican Party convention, Utah's Weber County censored Rhino Mitt Romney in the strongest uh, in the strongest of terms. Washington County Republicans also censored Romney in April. He is bad news for our country. <laughs> what are you? Wait, what? <laughs> this is like who's even talked about Mitt Romney? Uh, Did you see the uh, my pillow guy on Jimmy Kimmel? <laughs> nah, pull that up. <laughs> pull that up. Did he talk about what was on the card and shit? It said, it said, it said, uh, oh, what, the, the it said martial, martial law. law. Yeah. <laughs> it said martial. How the fuck were they able to zoom in on that? Those cameras must have been crazy. How do I know? You know what? There's that question. Then there's the question. How do we really know it said martial law? It's just so much. I mean, man. he didn't deny it. What did he say though? What what would he ask him? He claimed this uh, lawyer handed it to him and asked him to pass it along. Yeah. Fuck and that right. he never even Get read the, it. Get the fuck out of here. You know what that means? That means that you sent this to him and it and he tried to get it to happen and he couldn't get it to happen. Yeah. A lo- like a lawyer's gonna trust the my pillow guy. Hey, I know I get paid and stuff, and I'm looking for any excuse to be get to get paid, but I'm gonna let you uh deliver this so that they could have an excuse not to pay me. That a lawyer would never do that. In our nation's long and storied history, only one pillow salesman has ever been called to the Oval Office because the president was unhappy with his election results. Our next guest is that pillow man, and he has a lot to say. All nine of those Supreme Court justices are going to vote 9-0 because they, here's your, is that a hand or a foot? And they're going to go, it's a hand. It's like the old mafia days when I, when I used to bet football. You have been warned, ooh, you know? Yeah. He couldn't run a peanut factory. Not the peanut factories, are, I don't know what they are, but did you see any nudity in porn? I'm getting death threats and everything else. Frank speech, Whoa. if you can't come in, they're trying to turn our power off. They're, they're attacking our power grid here. They're attacking his power grid. Please welcome Mike Lindell. There's a yo, yo, his intro. So, so the funny thing about this is you can tell, like, so Jimmy Kimmel caught a lot of shit for having him on by right. left-wingers. And then Lindell caught a bunch of shit from right-wingers for, being stupid. for going on. Well, that too. Why though? Why? 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 Why do you catch shit for going on? Because Kimmel's a because, oh, because Kimmel's a oh. because he's like seen as like some libtard. Kimmel's taking Hollywood the piss guy. on him. He's yeah, the like piss you're out putting yourself in a position to just why would be you turn even, into a why, joke? Why, basically, why would you go on any network other than Fox? Yeah, yeah. Right. And then so Kimmel's being extra hard on him, right, but right. he had just come off of his appearance on I think it was Newsmax where he sounded fucking insane and he was going off and they had to cut him off because he was saying shit about election fraud and they're getting sued right so they had to cut him off and he looked like he was fucking coked down so he so this is right after that yeah so he comes on to here trying to be super docile and like agreeable and just laugh along with the punches and shit so it it kind of came off bad for Kimmel in a way because it he seems like, like he's bully. like bully. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. No one likes a bully. You know what? Ha- oh, hold on. Wait, wait. Pause this real quick. What probably happened was 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 the my pillow guy. What's his name? Uh, uh, Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell probably got off done doing that shit, and his people, his publicist, and his manager was like. You gotta calm it down. You gotta yeah, bring yeah. it down a notch. If you're gonna do some blow, let's do a line back here. But you gotta calm down. Just bring it <laughs> right. down. well, the, um, I don't know this before, but he talks about on here he had a crack addiction. Has you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. 
Well, thank you for coming. Look at, him, look at his Y'all hands. All right, body. We're body, supposed to be in a bed together. Body language. I'm sorry about that. The COVID people we said. Got rules here in California. Have you been vaccinated? No. I no, have not you have vaccinated. not. <laughs> I meant for You know who he looks like? Hold up. Shit. <laughs> Hold on, man. I did bring you a book, though. You brought me a book. I read, I read your book, by you the way. You read it. I did read your well, book. Do you know that cover on there? That's where that was up 14 days with the drug dealers. I read it on my iPad. And they did an intervention on me. Yeah. And I came upstairs, downtown Minneapolis, came upstairs, and I said, uh, the one guy says, you know, you've been- He looks like Ron, this pause this real quick. The platform for he looks yeah. like Ron Swanson, right? Yeah, that's who he yeah, looks like, yeah. kind of, sort of? Yeah. All right, all right, all right, that's who it was, all right. God, and we're going to, and we want you to quit and come back and help us someday. Now I got the Lindell Recovery Network, and I'm helping millions of addicts. And uh, and you've set an example. Millions of addicts from horrible addiction to crack. I mean, really, yeah, yeah, a, a horrible. Let's thing. hear about it. I have it. to tell you something. I know you might think talk it about weird, it, but I read uh, Hunter Biden's book as well, and there are you guys have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same uh, things when you're paranoid. The paranoids that go with it, and that's what I want to talk to you about. The paranoia. We need to get you his laptop. Here. You've been hide you've been in hiding, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, but not because of paranoia. <laughs> well, how do you know? <laughs> Zing. You haven't been at you haven't he said been paranoias. for a couple months back home in Minnesota. Is this true? Tell yeah, me if I have this. No, one. that's right. I've been working hard on this uh, the election and Earth. the machines and uh, and the machines. <laughs> the, and we've heard a lot about the no, machines. No. But you were worried that someone is trying to kill you. Well, we have had threats, many, many, many threats. You just yeah. see what he just oh, did? Yeah. Well, you started Pause out this real as quick. a bar owner in Minnesota. He just talked about the paranoia. Then he just said, "Now you're ha- you're talking." He brought up something that he said about that because he's trying to basically glue. That's what you you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you think somebody's trying to kill you? He's trying to show, right, right. Yeah. Present it. The pillow guy might be, might be, might be for real, and I don't think he's. I, here's why I'm going to say I don't think he's 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 high right now because usually when people are fucked up, it's hard for them to talk about uh, recovery and bring it up with a straight yeah, face yeah. because usually they want, usually they either want to duck it or it's hard to talk about. You know what I mean? Because you have a guilty conscience as you talk about it. Yeah, and the, also you know like. In the context of this conversation, you know that that's being used against you, right? Like every because you're a recovering addict, right? So everything you're saying is bullshit. It's being scrutinized because hold yeah. on, this? you're being scrutinized because of the uh, admitted admitted past that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yo, there's that right there. Just so it don't okay. fall. All right, so all right, hey, all right. We gotta cut it off. He's making my let's, stomach let's... turn. You know what I saw the other night that was real dope was the. Um, uh, um, David Berkowitz documentary on Netflix, man. The Son of Sam shit. We're, we're watching that right now. Man, that shit. We're, uh, I think we're on the third episode. Man, we're so let me tell me because I binge watched it. What where, where are you at? Like what what do you what do you I'm, know? I'm at the point after. Um, so car died in the car wreck. Right, right, right. And then now they're tying it to Marilyn oh, Manson. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Just showing where. Okay, okay. So yeah. okay, okay, okay. Hold up. Yeah, yeah. I gotta be careful what I say. That's dope. That shit's real dope. I mean, I don't care about spoilers with this shit All right. personally. So, well, let's just say, basically, uh, it, it it's the same. So, so there was a group. What's the group that they say sp- broke off of Scientology? Um, fuck. The something enforcers or the fallen, something about yeah, some shit like that. So then. Because they were too extreme, they were way too extreme for Scientology and shit. They wanted more and shit. Yeah. So, so the guy describes or whatever. So then they, so then they go do that, and then they do a bunch of crazy demonic shit, and then they break off into the children. Did you get to that part yet? 
Did you get to where the dude killed the the, the lady in the church? The lady no, was no, okay. I'm not there yet. Man, here's the crazy part. Man, look. Okay, so you don't you don't care about spoilers. No. Whoever's listening to this, if you're if you're watching the Netflix documentary about um uh motherfucking David Berkowitz, the son of Sam, I'm I'm about to spoil it. So do something about that, all right? Pause it, fast forward it, figure it out, all right? All right. Um it got to where because look, they were talking about it was connected with people over there. And then they had a, you saw the video clip where they showed Manson, where he was talking about, he was like, it started off with uh, Scientology. Then it broke off into so-and-so like he referenced that. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it, it turned into, there was like um, a dude, a millionaire with the initials RR who lived in uh, New York. And he lived like, uh, he was like in the Hamptons and shit, had a big ass crib. And they used to have like cocaine, like kill like murder parties and shit, cocaine murder orgies. They said it was one bedroom in there that was just a big ass bedroom, which is a big ass couch. Or uh, my fault, couch bed. They said the whole bedroom. <laughs> 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 the <gas> <laughs> <laughs> you ought to see this place. <laughs> You'd be so comfortable when you sit down. <laughs> one one long. It, it had a, but it was like a broom with just a big ass bed, right? And designed for orgies. This motherfucker was making snuff films. See, here's the thing. He like that's where you that's a porno where you kill somebody and people pay top dollar for it because they're sick in the head and like to see that shit. Mm-hmm. The fucked up thing was I was trying to figure out like, yo, the other the other group, the other cult or whatever that they uh, broke off into, they were like into Dobermans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you saw that yep. part. Yeah. yeah, and Dobermans are what they sacrificed. They said yep. they. So here's the crazy part. New York basically shut down. For those who don't know. Um, um, when it comes to the son of Sam, New York, I'm not going to go do all that backstory shit. You got to figure that part out. But basically the son of Sam was killing women in New York and uh, the cops were getting uh, their asses handed to them as they usually are. And and it got to the point where they were getting made fun of. It, they were the laughing stock. Eventually they caught the son of Sam. They caught, here's, here's the deal. It was like a five man operation or multiple, you know, it was may have been more, more than that. And here's how they found out because the son of Sam, um, one of the times that he struck one of his victims, it was documented that there was a parking ticket that was written for the son of Sam. So how could he be two places at once, right? So he was the driver. Um, And then somebody else was doing the shit. So all that shit happened and the New York York cops, they were just happy to get it done with, right? Because like I said, it, it, it had dragged on for a long time. The son of Sam was a, was a threat. Everybody was scared of him. Uh, women were scared to go to parties at night. So the thing that was crazy was after they wrapped up the case, there was still more. There was loose ends. And there was one of the cops, as you know, D, because you said you saw it, the one that was like obsessed with it, that kept going and going and going, the one that discovered all the shit, you know what I'm saying? And they were trying to add, did you see, you saw, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It's kind of the cop that they're focused on, the mm-hmm. detective. Um, He just was noticing flaws like, in the letter, it said, uh, "It said the sons of Sam, right? Well, the Sam was the, Sam was the next door neighbor. It said the king of Wicker Street or some old shit like that. <gasps> Wicker Street was the street that they all lived on. The Carr family, they lived there. There's, he said John Wheaties in the fucking in the in the letter. There's a dude named John Wheat, and they used to call him John Wheaties in high school. Matter of fact, I don't, I don't know if you saw this part or not, but the cop who uh, the detective or whatever." the pig oink the the cop was talking about how he had went to high school with um 
uh, which one was it? Was it yeah, John Wheaties? Uh, it was or Carr. Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was talking about how he was weird. Yeah, the one that had the the one that looked like Rick Ocasek from the Cars, ironically. The yeah. one, the first one that. Now, did you see this? He shot himself in the head. Yeah, you saw that when. Yeah. The, okay, so that that's what I was trying to get to. What what contradicts the cops in in wrapping it up where they try to just like say it was over is the fact that there was more activity in other states by mm -hmm. the other people that are still in this, that were suspects in the New York case. And so, definitely connected to him. Exactly, exactly. And it, it was crazy because that's what, the, the cop was like, yo, we caught so-and-so, Jimmy Carr, or whatever, fuck, Jimmy, that's the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yo, can you drop his laugh? We got to get a soundbite of his. All right, so they said we found the one dude drinking uh, Doberman blood behind the building. Remember the, the one-two hick, quote-unquote? Not They're not really hicks, they're probably good guys. But the two... <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's music. It's music. That's how a catalyst laughs. Like, <laughs> Yo, so basically, man, that shit's crazy, man. That shit's fucking crazy. Look, then they kept trying to apprehend all the suspects, and every time they tried, they all ended up dying. So um, remember, they tried to apprehend all the uh, all the suspects, like the one dude, the car, the first dude shot himself in the face. The sheriff was at the door, and he shot himself in the face. That shit's funny. To me, that's funny to me. I'm not going to lie. That's hilarious. If you're a criminal and you you do some shit and you get in over your head and then like the cops show up and you just say, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's hilarious. He's like, well, didn't some of them like. <laughs> you're trying they, to make. What about the decision though that you're trying to make? You're like, you're like, wait, wait, wait. You're like, hold up. Uh, do I want to kill myself? Hold up. Hold up. What else do I have to do? Are, is there any way to turn around this? You're trying to like figure this out and shit real quick. You're like, mm -hmm. all right, well, fuck it. What? Jail. You don't you don't know if he didn't even know if he's gonna get charged. That's the crazy part. They may not have been able to stick that to him. You know what I'm saying? And if like, your whole goal is to bring on the end of the world, like you could still like do that from jail. Cause, yeah, you could still <laughs> yeah. like cause some fuckery from jail. Right. So exactly. So that proves that that wasn't really his uh his thing. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Motherfuckers are funny, man. I think that shit's hilarious though. All right. So then let me see. Everybody else got killed too, though. The crazy here's the crazy shit though is like I don't understand. Well, they were into the occult. I guess if it delivers, it delivers. But I just don't get what you're getting out of drinking uh, Doberman urine and Doberman blood. And also for right. real, like the devil worship. It sounds like a lot of work, right? Yeah, it sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, whether you're killing people, like you're doing you know, a lot all of these stuff. meetings in the middle of the woods, and you're and like burning shit, it, yeah. and you're painting shit, and you're doing shit, and you're going out to. Yeah. that's a lot of work. What are you getting out of it? Are it's you getting, almost like the original trolls before the internet existed? Like, I'm just a fucked up person, but I want to like do all this other extra crazy shit just to fuck with people's heads. Now that that's true depending on what they believe the outcome is. If they believe the outcome is going to produce results, they're not trolling, mm -hmm. but if they if they're just there to fuck around, for sure. But yo, honestly though, here's here's a whole other topic. There's power in the spoken word, right? Like um there's certain books written on it. There's there's a lot of books written on it. There's for real power in the spoken word that we don't know that all of us have. So witches know that Right, not every witch is negative at all either, um, but 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 a lot of witches and uh, people that are into the occult and Wiki, I think they call it. Um, oh, Wiccans! Wiccans, yeah. Shout yeah. out, shout out all the witches out there too. 
Because there's some, I mean, like, it is what it is. It's all about any human. Like, even if we see, like, if there's somebody on the street with a baseball bat to play baseball, right? He's got a baseball bat, right? He could use it for good or bad. He could play baseball and, and, mm -hmm. and just be, a, you know, or he could go, like, start hitting, hitting mailboxes, right, and be an asshole. Yeah. So same thing with the witch power, I think. I think some of that is... Uh, you know, I I don't think that all witches are negative. I think are Wiccans like more about like nature and stuff. Well, I I don't know all the way for a fact. We should hit Wikipedia. But <laughs> the thing I know is is like I think it. I just I just think it's just a um. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think it's just like another form of like a witchcraft to where you're just you're just basically manifesting things. Okay. Like they just kind of focus on manifesting things. I think. Let's hold on. Let's I see. mean, I'm basing this on a dude that I went to high school with. He always told people people he was a witch, uh -huh. and he would say he was Wiccan. And then people, I don't. He was trying to get a rise out of people, I think, mm -hmm. with it. But then when he would catch too much shit, then he would say, "Oh, we're just about nature and stuff." And then he would like pass around pictures of him hugging trees and stuff. He's probably not even a real witch, for real, because <laughs> he was spending on, his time on dumb shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? There's a lot of, uh, me and Ja'Kai, <laughs> Ja'Kai used to know these, man, we, we like pick up these girls and shit, right, when we were in high school, and he'd be like, they're witches. I'm like, okay, we go way the fuck out into the country. And uh, I know Ja'Kai remembers this shit very vividly. It was like, I remember this shit vividly, and I smoked hella weed and all sorts of shit. This was way back when I was like 23 or 22, and I'm 42 now. Um, we were, it was just like way the fuck back, way the fuck out in the sticks, man, to where if your car died, you'd be fucked up. And then we're still even going further bullshit, and then all of a sudden these girls hop out of a fucking forest or some shit. And, and <laughs> man, this shit's crazy, man. That shit's crazy though. <laughs> I always respected witches because I was always scared. Like you know, I don't, I don't, I don't need you to uh, start hitting me with some bullshit hex and shit. Because I know there's dark powers and there's light powers. There's you know, there's there's definitely power in uh, in a lot of shit that we don't know about. It's all about what you direct your energy towards. Yeah, it's just the same thing with religion for me. It's like I'm not gonna sit here and like curse out God and stuff. Just in case, I'm not taking my chances. Uh, right. <laughs> Just in, as a backup plan, you'd yeah, be like, "So I'm cool with all the witches." I've cursed out God a lot, honestly. I mean, I've had my moments, but yeah, day to day, I'm cool. Cool the with God. The Book of Job um, is in the Bible. That's where he just he gets mad. Look, the Book of Job, all this shit happens to Job, right? He's like very. Uh, he's like. Um, He's successful. He's got a big farm. He's got a lot of money. He's got a big family. And God's like, have you considered? This is why I don't, this is where I have trouble believing the Bible. Stories like this, even though I'm going to still go over it. The devil's like, um, or God, God's bragging about Job, right? And the devil's like, well, have you considered my servant? Or my fault. God's bragging about Job, right? The devil's looking to and fro to fuck with somebody. God's like, have you considered my servant Job? He was like, um, he was like, uh, he can't be tempted. And the devil was like, of course he can't be tempted. You give him everything. He's like, if you took everything from him, I bet you he wouldn't like, he wouldn't fuck with you anymore. So he does that. He was like, he was like, basically God gave the devil permission. This is what Jakai's album, God vs. Satan is based on this concept. God gave the devil, according to the book of Job, permission to mess with Job, who also uh, 
on uh, Arrested Development. He's based on Job. His name, <laughs> his name, even though it's G O B, it's based on Job. He said Gob. Um, uh, he's like, you can mess with Job, my servant Job. He was like, just don't kill him. You can do anything else. So he takes away his riches. He kills a lot of his family off. He gives him boils on his skin. He fucks him up to where every life, every day is a living hell to try to get him to curse God. It took him a long ass time. And then finally, Job was like, God, what the fuck are you doing? This is insane. Like he'd never, ever spoken out against God. He said all this shit to God. And then God, you know what? Actually, now this kind of makes it, gives it credibility. Then God was like, look, I've been waiting on you to say fuck you to me all this time. He was like, mm-hmm. I've been wanting you to be honest with me and just be yourself with me. Thank you. And then he's, and then that was it. That's the story of Job. He wanted, huh. he wanted man to say, fuck you, you bitch ass motherfucker. Yeah. He wanted man to be real with them. I don't know. And then again, yeah, like, the f- like say, say what's on, say what's on your mind. Yeah. I guess, man, but what a mind fuck that is, right? Yeah, that's why it's all a mind fuck. All that shit's a mind fuck too. Yeah, I to think it's about like just being being flawed, embracing your flaws, and be yeah, yeah, yeah. Release it and then kind of reflect on it. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. But being being mad against a deity is very real because frustration happens, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So now what? Is there any more questions we can go to? There's probably some, yeah. Let's see what's going on here. All right, here's a question. Yep. All right, so this is uh, my dude, Rich. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Rich. He, out. he always, like, hips me to the the stuff that I don't seek out myself mm-hmm. as far as, like, Griselda-type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, who is the best newer crew out, and why is it Griselda? he's right he's right he's right he's right i mean shit man you know you already know for one i like for well i mean they do raw shit right doesn't matter where you're from you do the shit that they do is it's needed the shit that they that that they do is like the shit that was like subterranean for a while it was kind of you know the shit that they do is like underground shit you know, to a degree, in in terms of like, they're rhyming to slow beats. They're rhyming to like eighty four BPMs, and it's not trapped up. It's slow ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes it don't even have hi hats. Sometimes the beats don't even bang. You know what I mean? It's just so. Sometimes it's just a loop sample with no drums. Exactly. It, it, but also, I love that that they're from New York and sound like they're from New York. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be instrumental in bringing it back to New York when New York comes because it's all cycles. New York. Sure enough, we'll be back around. They'll be back on top within five years. It has to happen. It's already been in the motion with with people like uh, Joey Badass. It's been a, it's been it's been slow but steady. Like a you know what I mean. Like people like a, the ASAP Squad and like uh, like uh, definitely Griselda. Griselda's helping a lot because they embrace the New York sound. They sound like they're from New York. Mm-hmm. Man, they're just they're great. They're great writers. I mean, Benny is is an incredible writer and rapper. Um. Conway is and 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 Westside, he's not as good lyrically, but he puts together good songs. But he's also a visionary. Mm-hmm. He brings a lot of other incredible yeah. to the table. And to be honest, I mean, I don't mind. You know, I don't mind him as a as a, as an artist at all. I'm just saying, like Benny and Conway are high powered lyricists. You know, yeah, they they do that Westside Gun style, but also like they're fucking spitting. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And and then they all definitely adapt the same ad lib which works. Yeah, Conway is a rapper's rapper for real. Yeah. Yeah. He could he could switch it up on different types of stuff. Yeah. 
he's all about setting up. Like he'll do a whole, he'll do like a whole verse and it'll be like um, all rhyming in the same syllables and shit. And mm-hmm. then he'll have the one power. It's almost like some verses, like you'll be like, oh, you wrote all this just to say this one line, but you set it all up. That takes a lot of skill though to keep. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the song, um, the one with J.I.D. on it? The uh, What's it called? Scatterbrain, right? That shit is crazy. Yeah, I love that shit. I That's think- the best song, I think, out of Griselda. Song wise, yeah, I could, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Song, like song, song, yeah. To yeah. me, I think so too. Um, I mean, I'm biased, but like, J.I.D. is fucking insane. Yeah, he's incredible. He yeah. bodied that shit. I, honestly, I don't think Luda, no disrespect to Luda Chris, uh, if you're listening, Luda, I know you tune in. But uh, no disrespect to Luda, but I think that he was unnecessary on that song. And I think that beat probably had Luda on it already. It said co-produced by Ludacris. I think he just- I think it was his song, yep, and then exactly. he shopped it to them. You but know what I mean? like, Exactly. The fact that he's like, it's since he's fire. on the end of the song, it doesn't bother me. No, nah, If exactly. it opened with his verse, then I'd be like, right. I probably wouldn't play it as much. And you, but and you know what else though? I don't I don't mind his verse. I think his verse is dope. Yeah, it's not bad. It's I think for me it's JID and Conway show chemistry. They go back mm-hmm. and forth off each other's rhyming words yeah. to show that they really now and then that makes me think that it was already in existence before the beat with the Ludaverse because yeah. they overcompensated to show yeah. chemistry and then, and then you know what I mean. And then that one, what was that one line where JID cold like, ass world mm, gun g- guns blazing? Fucking and he doesn't with, actually say the goes, word. Then he says cold ass. Oh oh, you said finish the sentence with about the suicidal yeah, doors. The sentence. And then yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. spot where Luda could have done that and tied it together, and he didn't. Yep. So it made me think that was pre-recorded before they got it. Yeah, and then the fuck your couch thing. I think if it was brand new, I don't think he would have said fuck your yeah, couch. Yeah, yeah, I still love it though. I still. I mean, it's it's very. We're picking it apart because we're like music heads, but and we know that we know we know levels of mainstream and and, and underground and mid tier and all that. But like the value in having Ludacris on your song is 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 fucking incredible. So yeah. there's that. But but to me, after JID and and Conway's done rapping, I'm like you know what I mean. I'm not I'm not as hype anymore. I'm I'm listening to it and I'm I'm grading Luda and Luda did well though, except for like the like I said, except for the fucking couch. Still rap, but it's like one of those things too, where like the song could end right there before he comes on, mm-hmm. and you still be satisfied. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yup, the beats fire though. I wish they would have turned the loop up a little bit more. I think the loop should have been up a yeah. little bit more. I feel like that's a regular complaint that we have. Yeah. I feel, man, um, older shit, I don't know, man. I don't even know. I can't even say if it's older shit, but certain shit is like that, man. Yeah. It's like, I think maybe the thing is with mixers nowadays, what I, they're, what I meant to say, I'm sorry, they're I going say. for the drums more than anything. For sure. What I meant to say was older shit. I didn't finish my thought. Older shit isn't like that is what I meant to say, but that's not true. That's why I stopped my thought because it's all on a mixed to mix basis. But yeah. I could see that being percussion driven. Also, a lot of artists, and it's all about preference, to be quite frank. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's all about preference. But I'm sh- I don't know if, you know, it is what it is. I just, for me, I like to hear, I want to hear the loop, man. I don't I mean, wanna, that's my whole thing with. I like, want to hear a perfect marriage. That's what makes the, a, yeah. a good mix a good mix. With shit nowadays, too, it's like the way that, like, melodic hip hop is kind of like taking the forefront of mainstream stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're gonna be rapping and do like old school, like or not even old school, but lyrical rapping, right? Then there needs to be some kind of melody in the beat, and when you 
you duck the sample down too much, it takes away from that. And then all of a sudden it feels too underground. Yup. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I just, everything needs to be balanced, man. There has to be. There's got to be something that drives the track. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it's, it's sometimes the drums, but usually. Actually, usually, a lot of times it's the 808s. Well, with this, yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't think that song had like crazy 808s going or anything that could really take over on the sample. Nah, it had some little bit, right. It wasn't, It didn't have anything that was like compensating for it. Mm-hmm. To where it was making up for it. I think it was just a classic case of, I bet you it was one person in this state, one like not a lot of communication and just getting the song yeah. done. Remember, some of these people that are good rappers, like, you know, it's a difference between being a good rapper and having a producer ear and being like, yo, can you turn this up? You know, or mm-hmm. can you turn that up? Or can you turn this down? Or I don't know. Yeah. I still love the song, though. I just wish the loop was up louder. I think yeah, the loop is dope. Crazy. Yeah, it makes me want to look look on children records for dope loops. That and the uh, 2 Chain songs are both my favorites on that album. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The 2 Chain one, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the and Alchemist then, beat, right? Yeah, and then Shout there's out. another one, too, where he's like going kind of trap mode. Where Conway is? Yeah. Uh, fuck, what was that one? Yo, shout out, shout out Alchemist. Shout out evidence. Let me do some shout outs. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Yo, Michael Cobbs asked a bunch of questions. Let me get. Let me. Let me uh, answer the rest of these. So, okay. All right. So he said, "What's the meaning behind the High Exalted album title?" Man, to be honest, I heard Jay Tread say it on the fire in which you burn um, off of a company flow, um, and then I thought it sounded dope. How do you know when to rap? Okay. Uh, meaning behind copyright seven, eight. I couldn't think of a rap name. I didn't have a rap name. I, I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to do as far as a rap name. So I wrote my name down and like just tagged it certain places. And I put a C at the end of it. And then I was like, why don't I just call myself copyright? Cause I thought nobody else would come up with it. I didn't want to have a rap name that somebody else would end up coming up with. And, uh, co- copyright's a weird rap name. Doesn't sound like a rap name to me. Like, you know, I'm used to hearing it now, but for a while I was like, that's not a rap name. It's like a weird, but I just, at first it was like lyrical Vandal or some shit, and I didn't have one for a while. Uh, what was it at first? Man, okay, so me and Ja'Kai and Terrell and, and his cousin, we were in the group called Lyrical Assassins, right? So we Dude, all had, that was my first nuh-uh. fucking, yeah, me, so I met Elite, <laughs> producer J. Cole, me, him, and shout another out, random dude. Shout out Elite, man. Yeah. We were on, we met through AOL, like, uh, Cannabis, uh, uh, Oh, yeah, no, I, said, I used to go there. I used to go to Cannabis Central. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I used to go there. It had the blue, it looked cheap. Yeah. yeah, I used to go there. So we would, like, we created a group Shout where we cannabis. would just, like, write text songs. Yeah. And just, like, I think we called it Key Style back then. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh... Our our group was called Lyrical Assassins or some shit. That's funny. Yeah, and then it like progressed to. I think Elite was the first one who got like an actual DAW, and start recording shit, and then it progressed from there. But yeah, it's it's funny. It's the same name. It's it, we. So we had lyrical in front of each of our names. Like one, like I was lyrical Vandal. One was lyrical. I forget what Jakai was. Lyrical, lyrical, lyrical Vandal and lyrical bro. I'm, 
I don't know, I forget the other ones, but um, we all had those. So hold up, hold on. It's like the go-to lyrical miracle. Yeah, no, dude. I have <laughs> listen, man. I got one of the first raps I wrote. I said lyrical. So I still have it memorized too. So it's embarrassing. I can't. <laughs> you I gotta spit it. Spit it. I, I know it, man. But it's so embarrassing. It says lyrical so many times, man. A lot of times, like every every bar, every two bars, a lot of times. <laughs> you could tell. I just I just realized that it the, the word lyrical sounds like it's flipping and shit. <laughs> Damn. Hold on, no. What was the boat? What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Rap names. Yeah, yeah. So then, <clears throat> but it was that like early on. Then like for a while, I didn't have a rap name. And um, Ja'Kai was saying, call yourself Pistol Pete. I didn't like that name because I just didn't like it. Because I didn't come up with it. That's why I didn't like it. I didn't come up with it. So I I just, I, I came up with copyright and that was, that was pretty much uh, it. Seven, eight is for the year I was born. Plus infinite, like God is infinite. God, God is seven is the number of God, and eight is infinity sideways. All right. So, what made you feel? All right, I'm not answering that stupid. Um, he asked a question: What made you feel holier than thou on the original High Exalted album? I know it's you're making a cute reference. I get it. I get it, but I can't really answer that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not, okay, so he said, Michael Cobb, shout out, a lot of questions, thank you, somebody's asking questions, he said, where do you get your creative process from, what inspires you to write rhymes even when you're not happy with the current state of hip-hop slash rap as a whole, well, I'm not disgruntled with the current state of hip-hop or rap, I think rap is fine, I don't, I'm not uh, unhappy with, with it at all, I think everything's cool, you said that, I didn't say that, where do I get my creative process from? Man, different shit. Sometimes it'll be a beat. Sometimes it'll be the sample. Sometimes it'll be um, an event. Like I have to get something done for something. But at the end of the day, I just want it. I want the. I want it to be. Um, I want. It's like if I'm drawing a picture. I want it to be done right. I want everything to be right, or else I don't want to do it at all. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, contribute. I just don't want to. I just don't want to. Uh, contribute some bullshit to uh the ever-growing discography of hip-hop if i feel like it's it doesn't have something that like if it's not deserving so basically it could be anything man it could be situations mostly though it's musical i know a lot of people say that they're they're like life inspires me but they won't be specific what when like life will inspire me inspire me inspire me because, like, I'll hear somebody say something, right? Or, like, maybe somebody will say something uh, while I'm running errands, and it'll spark a metaphor in my head. Or um, I'll see a situation, and it'll make me think something. And I'll think about, like, uh, like maybe uh, you see a homeless person. Then you think about writing a song about the homeless person being rich and uh, seeing how everybody else treats them and, you know, shit like that. Like, just seeing something and being like, damn, can I pull this off in a song? You know, either it's like that or it's like little lines where I, where I have a metaphor idea and I'll write it down and I'll formulate it later. Yeah, I was going to ask. So, like, for me, I'll I'll hear somebody say, almost like the cliche thing mm -hmm. where you'll hear, like, mm -hmm. a phrase or something and then you think of a cool way to flip it. Like, mm -hmm. how often does that happen? Where, like, you just, like, write it down real quick. All the time. That's how I get most of my shit. Because you'll hear somebody say something and then you'll be like, You'll be like, damn, when I when I first heard that when I heard that sentence, I thought about it this way, but they meant it like that. Mm -hmm. Then you'll be like, it goes that way too. Like you could talk about da 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 da. Yeah, you'll see like the same. But synonym. then so if you have that written down ahead of time with the way you do your rhyme schemes, mm -hmm. how do you flip that into 
a crazy multi-syllable so many rhyme draft, scheme. So many drafts, so many drafts, so many drafts. So you're just rewriting that line over and over again? Some of the some notebook, it's the same scheme over and over till I'm ha- till I'm till I feel like because I'll feel like there's still something in there. And and then finally I'll get it to where I'm like, yo, I like this a lot. Like this feel, mm-hmm. this makes me happy to read it. Like, but it'll take sometimes it'll take a lot of drafts. Like the shit we just recorded, the last shit that we did, the um the um fever tree shit. Mm-hmm. Man, I'll bring you the notebook next time. It's a shit, it's like the whole thing is like revisions of the whole first eight bars, almost the whole notebook. Huh. Just cause I just cause like it's almost like a mom, right, who's trying to prepare. Uh, a, a birthday party for their kid or, or a dad or a grandma and you're trying to like be like all right all right I'm just gonna make this shit as as good as it can be or like a chef you're trying to you're trying to just make it as good as it can be yeah, to like all right, I like yeah I, I just want I want to bring joy to this person in this way like you just you want to make it just dope for yourself but you're also like man I just I can't wait till everybody hears this shit it'll be like to that point that's when I know something's right when I'm like in my head I can't wait till everybody mm-hmm. hears this that's when I know it's right when I here's when I know it's wrong sometimes I feel like the shit's right then I'll be like about to like let someone hear it or I'll be about to type a line and right before I type it I'll be like embarrassed about that part i gotta fix that part up yeah, yeah. sometimes texting people lyrics helps uh helps me fix up yeah. lines because yeah. i'll yeah because i had to fix it before i send it because i'll be too i'll be embarrassed of the corny part i'll be like oh i gotta fix that first yeah there's there's certain points where i i always test shit off and i'll play something and then when it gets to a certain point of a line that i thought was cool as fuck when i was recording it uh-huh. if i feel like a little bit embarrassed or weird about that line coming up no matter what the reaction is if I felt that, then I I'll probably go back and rewrite that part. Exactly, because it's based on you, not the not the reaction of the person. That's what you, yeah. Trusting your gut instinct. Yep. Yep. I was looking like there's so many like I was looking through some notebooks the other day, and there there was this one period where I was doing a lot of ecstasy and just free writing, and I was like, it's so much. Some of it is like it goes into like it's just so much shit. I could definitely tell I was like. Doing a lot of E and just like writing and seeing what seeing mm-hmm. what would come out because some of it'll be like power bar shit. Then it'll go into like psychological shit. Then it'll go into like real rap shit. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. this is all over the place. I I remember there was a period in time where I read something about like even if you do, if you're not gonna write a song, just write. Anyways, it doesn't even have to rhyme. Mm-hmm. Just fucking like stream of conscious type shit. Just write shit that comes to your head. And I was doing that like like an exercise type of thing. Every day, doing that nonstop. And then writing became so much fucking easier when it came down to actually making a song. Because you were so, you were comfortable with what's here and, and, and this and this process. I think, is that is that what it is? Uh, yeah, is it yeah. Because you were comfortable it's just, with it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like it's like exercising, like anything that you do when it's time to really do it, if you're loose, you're like... Yeah, like the first time you run on a treadmill, you like feel fucking awkward and like your ankles are hurting and stuff. But then after a while, it's like you don't even think about it. You're just like, all right, I'm going to listen to a podcast while I run right now. And you're not like... Your not body. till the end is where you're feeling like you're fucking exhausted and stuff. But like in the beginning when you're doing that shit, you're like... This feels so unnatural to do. That's like like I'm 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 coming off a hiatus, like off of a gym hiatus, right? So while I'm working out, it's certain things where I it used to be so easy and it's like 
just small shit where your arms are like, you feel, you ever say a word so many times that it doesn't sound like a real word anymore? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're, I'm doing this arm, these arm things that like, like in, like, uh, basically if I'm on, you know, if I'm have nothing to do, these are like good for your, for up here. But then after doing them for so long, you start to feel like you're not even doing circles and shit. It just starts to mm -hmm. feel weird and shit. Same like, yeah. Yeah. But that's cause I'm not, that's cause I'm on hiatus and I'm rusty and shit. That's why. Cause at first yeah. my arms are like, what are you? These, this doesn't feel right. This isn't a donut. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who's listening, everybody who's watching, everybody who followed the Patreon account, everybody who donated their grandmother's liver to my bucket, everybody who petted my cat, everybody who smelled my cat's breath, everybody who knocked on my door to sell electricity. I want to give a shout out to you. I want to give a shout out to King Dom. I want to give a shout out to Tage. I want to give a shout out to RJ. I want to give a shout out to Jakai. I want to give a shout out to D1. I want to give a shout out to uh, Vince Staples. I want to give a shout out to Ed McMahon. I want to give a shout out to Lauren Michaels. I want to give a shout out to Kat Dennings. I want to give a shout out to Jenny McCarthy. I've been wanting to give a shout out to John Benet Ramsey. Rest in peace. I want to give a rest in peace. Shout out to James Brown. I want to say what's up to James Yellow. I want to say what's up to James Blue. I want to say what's up to James U. I want to just know. I want to know what you want to do. I'm just, just do the dark. This is the dark shout outs where I just start shouting out random people. Shout out Puff Daddy. Shout out Biggie Smalls. Shout out. <laughs> it's just, it sounds like a homeless person in New York and shit. Shout out you, man. Shout out Ferris Bueller. Shout out Matthew Broderick. Shout out Larry David. Shout out Larry Davis. Shout out John Davis. Shout out Dear John. Shout out Reindeer. <laughs> Shit's stupid, man. Should you say uh, upcoming possible interviews? Let's do that. Yeah. So um, let's just do... We All right. So sneak preview. Just real deal. We've We're going to interview... The KOTD champ, real deal. He's the homie. He's a great person. He's a great MC. And we're going to interview him, ask him questions. This is a person that gave me, uh, when I was doing my battles, I would hit him up and I'd be asking him little questions. You know, this is somebody who's, who's done this shit back to back, back to back for years, man. Back to back. I mean, like, I'm talking about, he's, yo. Real Deal was doing, just taking every single battle that came his way. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like, like there were battles where the editing, like the league, you may not have known it. And, and you know, the rapper, you may not have known it. And it may not, not have been the crispest camera, cam, the crispest camera work. But you're, but you could tell what it is. You're just like, yo, he's just taking every battle. And he's taking them all as serious as, as, as every other battle. He's the one who's a phys ed teacher, right? Yes. Being a teacher, bro. Let me tell you something. When Jay Ross took me in that classroom, it was the scariest moment of my life because students yeah. are critical. I'm in this hip hop thing and I'm a white guy and you guys don't know my credentials and I'm just, mm -hmm. no matter what happens, you look at like, you know what I mean? I, I'm seeing it through their eyes. I'm mm -hmm. seeing it through their eyes. So I could, when you're a teacher, you got to be sharp because you're thinking about you're you're thinking from the perspective of all your students, and also you got to be sharp enough to captivate them and shit, and rebuttal and be slick because you don't want to be the corny. You know what I mean? You don't want to be the fucking man. 
I could, me being a collector, like I said, it keeps me a little bit sure. I can only imagine what dealing with kids on a day-to-day basis is because mm-hmm. ki- nobody's slicker than kids. So I feel like that is really to his advantage. My, but that's that's what I had to say. Man, that, that was that was an amazing day. I don't know if Jay Rawls knows what he did that day. That was one of the best days of my what, life. What is the class that he does? It's a hip-hop class. Shout out Jay Rawls, man. It's just like hip Is it usually history or mm, he like said- actually teaching you how to rap? He mixes it up. Like he brought in, he brought Lethal Effects into Beatbox. Mm-hmm. He brought, uh, he brought, I forget what DJ, somebody we know, uh, into DJ. He brought like somebody for each element of it, you know, to show them each element of it and shit. Mm-hmm. And then like, I don't know on the regular what he does, but the class, it's, it's man, super cool, man. Like, yeah, do you know what the class is called? No, but I will find out. Hold on, let me see. Okay. It, was it Ohio State? Yep, Ohio State, and it's prof- it's a it's a Mr. Rawls, Jason Rawls, R A W L S. Yes, I wonder if people could look that up. Man, yo, the class was so dope. So, like, you know, when I was in high school, I had to sneak and look at a Source magazine, and never in a million years would I think that I could learn hip hop. You know what I mean? Like sitting there. Or somebody teaching it? That's fucking crazy, man. Yes, that's amazing. Really cool, yeah. Well, and basically, what he's what 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 the goal is is to make it a uh, a staple in all schools, just mm-hmm. like jazz is and every other. Uh, uh, and there's there's a lot of teachers. Shout out all the teachers in in the in the U.S. and overseas trying to make a hip hop class a real thing and a regular thing and a thing that's more common. So. Yeah, look forward to that. Yo, actually, if you guys have any questions, I know you have questions. Ask me all the questions that you have for real deal so I could ask them. All right? Anything, everything. So list them and and we'll handle that. And shout out to Real Deal. Shout out to Trevor and Justice for Charlie. You know what I mean? All right. So, man, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, I mean, we definitely got enough. All right. Do you want to call Brian Wilson just real quick, just to, <laughs> yeah, just for good measure? It's like uh, Full Nelson podcast. Me and D One. What do you want to close it out with? I don't know, man. You want to play us? Want to play him a song or some shit? Let's play uh, Not Worst Cousin. Hold up. Uh, nah, play uh, 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 the shit that we did, the Cha 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 shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, this yeah. is off Cruise Control too. Check that out. You could buy that off my Bandcamp, copyrightbandcamp.com. And um, yeah, man, thanks for listening. Appreciate y'all. All right, here it is. All right, yo, peace. To the death, repping coast to coast. Long nights for the bread, never comatose. Long pipes to the head till I overdose. Fought fights till I bled from my nose to close. Get him with the rope and dope, but go for broke, so back off. Glass jaw shatter, you're walking dead like bath salts. Blast off with the chatter, I'll pay you back lots. You want the payment laid out, and that's your asphalt. You be dash assault, you're dead last. Shotgun to ER, I'm dead ass. Dead trash, fed brass knuckles to rappers, one in the double. You coming soon to the corner near. Where your mom used to hustle dudes You're in trouble like a kidney stone You'll be catching more rounds than a frisbee throw More pounds than a Disney show More bounce to the ounce blast While I'm out with your home
If you choose boxing, you gon' lose blocking. Stop and do some soul searching like you shoe shopping. Tupac in this bitch with two glocks on his hips. Okay. If you bop when I'm pissed, then you stop to exist. What else? Ever since I figured out my true worth, I've been putting out classics like a school nurse. And they the type to get their ass kicked in a new church. They unlucky, kind of bad rip in a new shirt. Fucking crock of shit. Rare, one of a kind, original pressing. 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 